tonight tonight we have a show full of hot topics we are back after our summer break and it's so good to be back and hot topics breaking down everything everyone's talking about uh, first we talk about um, our question of the day uh, what would your younger self not believe about your life today and then a lot of artists are coming out after um, P. Diddy has said R&B is dead uh, Chris Brown Summer Walker Tory Lenz a lot of them are are have you know are, are speaking out against that they're saying no we still are here and the reasons why r&b may be dead will smith is back on social media making jokes is he testing the wires to see where he stands and then there are three arrests and the men who broke into mariah carey's multi-million dollar atlanta home uh, while she was on vacation plus uh find out why um cosmetic surgeries have gone up for men we have there's a uh, a cosmetic doctor in Miami who's saying that her clientele are 50 percent men, 50 percent women, and then doctors are warning TikTok users, especially women, about self-diagnosing themselves based on the videos. We're talking about all that in hot topics. Then we welcome singer, songwriter, talented Antonio Ramsey. He joins us tonight to talk about his new album. He has a lot to share with us. Can't wait for you to hear that conversation. What are minds? We're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our official website, thestephenightshow.com. Check us out. If you want to watch us, go to our YouTube channel, Stephen Knight Show. When we come back, the question of the day and hot topics. Right back after this. Yeah, just that soulful shit I be talking about, bro. Facts. P.A. Dre, what up? Let's get to it. Look, I'm out west yelling Jersey like I'm close to home. Was on the block like Moses, this ain't Post Malone. We quoting poems that we never had to plagiarize. Step into Goliath till I bring them down to David's size. A shake and fries, a complimented if you talking beef. Penny per thought is even less when your talk is cheap. These subtleties are befuddled. Nigga, walk with me. Even when I got the pen sealed, they won't sharpen me. They tell the tales like these shits are really cautionary. The flow water, but really I be off you fairies. Nothing's arbitrary. I put that on my mama's soul. I'm a man before my sisters play my mama's role. And I'm the cold, so don't stress where that diamond is. Watching me maneuver like I'm a strong with the Heimlich is. King of my city if you ask, but they saying them. The man trying to give me the keys that I gave to him. I played it with and told Lee I'm talking honest. Plus I got a few bucks like I'm middle 10 and Giannis. The road was turbulent. I knew it'd be a little bumpy. Johnson, but this rap shit got me living comfy. I get it monthly, like what you in the sentence with? Rap niggas is goofy, they always on some friendly shit. But turn your back and like honor, yeah, they been a dick. Fuck them though, let's appreciate this penmanship. 
Let's appreciate this penmanship. Yeah. Talk to him. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. One time for all of the soldiers who never folded and did what they were supposed to do. It's only your chosen few that I can show devotion to. It's hard not getting emotional, cause you stayed solid despite everything you was going through. Was the definition to show and prove. Can't believe you're gone, but I know it's true. So I sing your song in a vocal booth. I wanna be close to you, so I pour out some liquor in the cracks of the concrete where the roses bloom. You was my ace since the playground. Dreamt of running this rap shit, giving the industry a shakedown. Standing at your grave mound, feeling guilty cause shit's starting to shake now. This ain't at all I was supposed to play out. Just know your memory is well protected. Really aggressive, but when it comes to the similes, I'm well respected. Pouring my soul through a pencil tip. If you listening, then I hope you appreciating the penmanship. Yeah. Soul through a pencil tip. If you listening, then I hope you appreciating the penmanship. PC with us. Let's appreciate this penmanship.
Hey, this is Eric Roberson, and you are checking out the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. This is our first show back since our summer break. Much needed summer break, but a lot of us feel like we really didn't get a break. Um, but thank you for joining us. I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our official website, thestephenknightshow.com, where you can check us out on our Instagram page, The Stephen Knight Show, or follow us on Twitter, uh, Stephen Stephen Knight Show, SHO. You can also go to our website, get our merch. You know, we have some good things out there and new stuff coming. Check us out. But we are back. Lania, Chike, Nair will be back later on in the season. How are y'all doing? How was your break? How was your summer? Chike, go ahead. <laughs> um, the, the, the summer's been okay. I, I didn't do many summer things. I haven't actually been to a beach yet. I haven't put my body in any water yet. Right. Uh, but it's been it's been busy. It's been productive. I had a, a, a baby. Uh, right. Yeah. I just you. My, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's been a busy summer. <laughs> what about you, Lania? Um, the only water I've been in is the shower. Right. Um, I have not even gone to the pool in my complex. Um. I will say that, well, no, we're not even doing that during the summer. My boyfriend and I are taking a vacation, which is much needed, but we're not doing that till the end of September. So we will yeah. be on the beach <laughs> and right. some water and some drinks and just baking like potatoes in Jamaica. Um, so right. it's just been, it's been crazy. I can't, I can't wait until I can tell you guys I've officially left this job. Chike knows, you know, but. Steven, what you I said before we stuff, what you said before we came on? Yeah. Uh, I'm ready to go now, but I know there are things I'm trying to do. Yeah. 2023 is my year. I hope y'all watching. Not right. Hope y'all watching. Hope you're watching. Yeah. My summer was busy. I worked um a lot. Um I will say that I did get to um uh, a couple weekends ago I went home to Virginia where I'm from. My dad turned 70 and we had a 70th birthday party for him. And that was a lot of fun. I got to see all my siblings. I got to see almost all my nieces and nephews, except for one of my oldest nephew. I didn't get to see him. He didn't get to come, but we had such a great time just being with family. Sometimes you just need that recharge. But um, I'm like you, Lydia. I'm taking my, my vacation in October, going yes. to Cabo. Can I wait? Can I wait? Can I wait? But um, but counting down the days. Well, we are back, and I'm glad to be back. There have been so much we missed over the uh, last few weeks, you know, being out. But let me start with the question of the day. Now, what would your younger self not believe about your life today, Lania? That my son will be 30 years old this year. Yes. Wow. Wow. What about you, Chigar? Repeat the question for me, sir. What would your younger self not believe about your life today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. That I'm this handsome and I'm still single. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, I thought about this question earlier today and there are a few things, but I think one of them is that I live in Atlanta, you know, so far away from home. Um, I always knew I would leave though, but I just, I don't know. You do, I didn't know I'd be in, I never thought I'd live in Atlanta. I've been here 
now since 2007. So maybe that's it for me. But Twitter's home, let us know, what would your younger self say, your younger self not believe about your life today? Stephen I show SHO. All right, well, Diddy had everyone talking when he made the announcement that um, he said, who killed R&B? And what is your definition of R&B? Now, artists and producers from Summer Walker to Tory Lenz to Hitmaker responded to Diddy's assumption that R&B is out of here. Chris Brown took to his Instagram platform on August 20th in Slam Talks and shifted the blame to lack of desire for real singers, lack of coverage, and ugliness. He said, when's the last time you heard a slow song on the radio? Ends say R&B is dead. Respectfully, shut up. People nowadays want fast food instead of a real meal. Chris then shifted his rant to highlight the lack of media coverage of R&B. Don't blame the real singers I hear because what channels do we have to see music videos? BET, damn sure don't. Neither does MTV. Now, like Chris, Diddy also called out the public entity and their influence on the consumption of uh, and reward behind R&B. On uh, August 19th, um, sorry, August 19th, he called out Billboard and the genre uh, categorization. Now that I have your attention, this is Diddy. I hope that you understand how important R&B is to our culture. We need more love. We need more soul. In a separate tweet, he wrote, Billboard, why was R&B and hip hop put in the same chart and compete to compete with each other? Can someone in charge over there explain to us why? And so a lot of different people have come out just saying that, you know, like Summer Walker talked about, like back in the day, you can have an R&B song five, six minutes long, but she's told that her songs are too long. She's keeping it like three minutes or something like that. And, um, you know, other people in the industry came out and said R&B is not dead, um, but it's just what people are playing. They want manufactured music. Chike, what do you think about, because um, what, what Diddy said was, I saw a video he posted, he said that, um, the R&B that he made his kids to does not exist anymore. Do you think R&B is dead? Do you think it's, do you believe, do you agree with some of these artists that say now it's all microwave success and they don't want the genuine stuff? What are your thoughts on all this? So, you know, you know that I, I know some legitimate R&B artists that actually yeah. make a living with R&B music. Mm -hmm. and they don't, they don't, subscribe to it being dead they subscribe to um it's just not on everybody's radar and you have to go so much deeper and further to find what it is that you want or what you're looking for your favorite artists are out here still making music yes. they're just not getting played on the radio mm -hmm. they just don't have funding to create a video so you can find it and where would you actually watch a music video from someone uh in urban contemporary who happens to be a person of color where would you watch their video today mm -hmm. there's no more six in park there's no more vh uh one soul so, there's no yeah. more whatever there was on bet that highlighted the smooth moves of rb there's no more of that in the radio you, you all know what the radio is but part of it is you know it has to do with us and our demand of it and, and us putting our foot down, we, we still listen to the radio. I personally don't, but people still subscribe to the radio. The radio is dead. Where I get my music from is my streaming. My streaming is a playlist that I created. It's mm -hmm. really nothing 
R&B in there. I love my hip hop, but I'm an R&B head. I was raised on it. Mm -hmm. So good R&B is still out there. You just have to go find it. And, and with me saying all of that, please keep in mind that your average R&B artist, your average, only really makes the money when they actually go out and perform live shows. Oh, yeah. So yeah. please support them. Come to your town, go see them, because they still put on health shows. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and this, the, now I won't say sad, but one of the things about um, R&B artists, they can tour overseas and make a killing. You know what I mean? But here yes. domestically, you know, people don't want to hear that. They want to hear different types of music. But Lania, what's your take on all this? Do you think Diddy had a point? Do you think he was starting a conversation? And what do you think about these artists that are saying, no, we're still here? Um, I definitely think that it's starting a conversation. Um, when I am in need of that fix, which is every day, yeah. when I'm in need of it, I have to go search for it. Mm -hmm. Absent of, you know, I'm I, my last venture into something tangible was CDs. I had a whole seat. Like yeah. I missed that. Like I enjoyed, like you couldn't wait to go buy an album. You couldn't oh, wait my. to go buy a CD. You know what I mean? And listen to it. Like really sit with it. And now these people, like today, you they don't sit with the music to really get everything. Like I had literally sat with albums and CDs mm -hmm. and I have just immersed myself into that album. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, this microwavable thing is serious. And Tank touched on it when he was on Drink Champs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it it's a real thing that when it comes to us, where are we? And that these entities can really just, you get these, and let's just say what it is. You get these white artists who sound like us, and I'm going to say that. They yes. sound like us, or they play it all over the radio. All over. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to us, we don't get that airtime. Right. And we can have, you can have a white artist and a black artist singing the same song. Who you think gonna get more play? Yeah, yeah, and more shine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's a shame. Um, and I don't think that Chris was ranting; he was expressing himself. And he has a new album out. <laughs> yeah, I understand what I'm saying. Like that's that's just what it is. Like you're expressing yourself, and and you get to say what your frustration is. And I I just don't. It's funny. I saw a post. And somebody was going back into, you know, songs, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Oh, these are the top 10 toxic songs. Yeah, what? Listen, I'm so tired of these trends. They're songs. And we grew to these songs, period. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, it, and, the, and the things that they had on the list, they had Usher, You Remind Me on the list yeah. as a toxic song. Like, I'm just like, are you serious? Like, y'all really going, it's amazing what you go deep into and what you don't go deep into. Mm -hmm. But I know where R&B is. We know a lot of amazing R&B artists that are still out here kicking tail. And guess what? These microwavable artists that you have out here now, years down the line, what they going to do? Right. Right. You ain't gonna. What you? What you going? What's going to be your appeal? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, nice. and if you pay attention, if you pay attention, people all argue 
the fact that, okay, maybe someone's been in the game for a while and then all of a sudden they wind up on a reality show. Well, these days, artists that were established R&B artists have to go that route yeah. so you even know that they're still viable in the music community. So they make, have to go yeah. in order for you to pay attention to them. I yeah. think this should be a discussion in a future show, Stephen. This is a deep topic and it's, yep. it's a lot bigger than what we can talk about right here. I agree. I agree. Because R&B, there's a lot of very talented R&B singers, you know, I'm out, out now. And even the ones that we grew up on, they're still out here killing it. You know what I mean? So um, I think Diddy was trying to start a conversation, which I'm, which he did do, obviously, because a lot of people were responding to it. But um, R&B is alive and well. It's alive and well. All right. Well, Will Smith is ready to return to social media. Well, at least that's the test. Or at least test the waters. Uh, he showed his interest over the weekend by posting two videos to his verified Instagram account. The first one came on Saturday, and the Will the Will style millions loved the post uh, was pure comedy. The clip featured a small monkey tapping a gorilla's back, facing the opposite direction. Mr. Gorilla swipes at the swipes at the small tap before fully turning around and launching at the monkey. The clip ends. But it, what drew over 50,000 comments on the post was the video text. Me trying to get back on social. That's what Will posted. The overall vibe um, of the comment section was warm and warm welcome. It was the first time fans um, have seen a joke side of Will Smith since the infamous slap, where, you know, he approached Chris Rock and slapped him on the face over. Comparison between a joke between Jada Pinkett Smith and G.I. Jane. The same night he did win the Oscar for Best Actor, um, but during the speech, he did apologize for an emotional response, but he did recently um, uh, issue a second public apology on, on an explanation on YouTube. The next day, he posted another video on social media form of a spider that he and his oldest son, Trey, found. Uh, the post received over 20,000 comments. It's looking like Will is stepping outside of the curtains. So, you know, after the whole Oscar slap and everything, people thought that you know, his career was going to tank, um, but he's starting, you know, he's issued this other apology, not only to Chris, uh, to Chris Tucker, but also to his family on his YouTube channel. He did get some um, controversy because it wasn't a sit down interview. It was him answering questions that people had asked him on social media. But do you think that there is a future for Will Smith to come back from all of this? Uh, I actually knew. Why not? Right. First of all, <laughs> Um, when Chris Rock is ready, then he'll sit down with Will Smith. Will Smith was answering questions that people wanted to know. So you can't please everybody. And whoever the, whoever them, those, them people are, I don't care about them people <laughs> because it's, it, it becomes so frustrating. Why would he receive backlash? He's coming out. All right. Let me answer some questions that people have. Period. Mm -hmm. Once Rock is ready to sit down, we I would love for that to, for that to happen. Yeah. I'm not waiting on it, but I would love for it to happen, but he still has to live life. It's still plenty out here for him to do. I'm not canceling him. Right. But it's other people running, it's other orange people running around here. Y'all ain't canceled yet. Orange people, uh governors of Florida people, y'all ain't canceled them yet. Yep. 
Yeah. Green of Marjorie's people. It's all kinds of people out here. Y'all ain't canceled yet. Get out of here. I'm good. Right. <laughs> Chica, what are your thoughts on uh, him stepping back on the social? I mean, I mean, I don't see why it's a problem. I, I think that uh, there may be a little pressure because I do think that we'll probably ha has projects that are waiting in the wings and those projects are waiting for him to get on good standing before they get launched because they want to make sure that the money's good. They're not going to release projects and it's questionable if you're okay or not. They're not going to do that. But what he could do and what he should do for Chris as an apology instead of talking about it is maybe create like a pay-per-view forum where he actually is going to talk to Chris. They sit down and have a conversation and the proceeds go to maybe a charity of Chris Rock's choosing or something. Mm -hmm. Just something in good faith, you know, saying, hey, brother, I'm sorry. Let's do something. Let's make something good out of this mess that we created or I created. Yeah. Uh, uh, reports say that Chris Rock has no, um, I said Chris Tucker earlier. Chris Rock has no plans of um, speaking to him right now. He's not ready. But when he is, and Chris, and we'll acknowledge that when he is, that mm -hmm. But yeah, we definitely want, those are two greats in our community. We want them to, you know, hash things out. When they're ready, when they're ready, you know. All right, well, Georgia have arrested three men in connections to a forced entry burglary at Mariah Carey's multi-million dollar Atlanta home early this summer that took place when she was on vacation in, like, in the likes of Italy and the Hamptons. Now, Radar Online reports that the three men, since identified as Jeremy Caldwell, Terion Anderson, and Jalen Huff, were arrested in Miami, Florida today. The, art, uh, the arrest come nearly two months after the three reportedly broke into the singer's home in Sandy Springs on June 27th. It's not immediately clear what was stolen from Carrie's home. Suspects uh, recently broke into a handful of other celebrities' homes, and cops alleged that the three suspects also alleged broken into a handful of other celebrity homes in upscale Atlanta suburbs, uh, with one incident resulting in a man being shot. This MRI is very grateful the Texas have arrived on the scene immediately. And um, those are her, her people close to the 53-year-old singer are saying that she's excited. She's excited that they arrested these people. Now, she had been um, globetrotting um, when her $5.6 million home was broken into. Authorities believe that suspects likely knew that she would not be home based on the locations from her social media posts. Um, doc documenting her vacation on Instagram alongside her 11-year-old twins and her boyfriend. Now, uh, the singer and the family were on vacation at a, the time of the burglary. Social media posts show on July 16th, the family could be seen enjoying a trip on a yacht to kickstart the getaway to Italy, um, according to Instagram. Then on the July 25th, Instagram post shows that she was in the Hamptons, um, she was at a, a real estate a company event that she had endorsed. Um, page six says that she spent over six figures on a two-week stay away in a luxurious $20 million Hamptons property. Um, and I remember when Kim Kardashian got robbed in Paris, a lot of people say that when celebrities are posting a lot of where they are and what they have, that that can happen. Um, uh, Chike, what do you say, first of all, that these celebrities are being targeted, but then the fact that they did catch three people that were involved. I um, It's my belief that 
it's an inside job. It's either probably a personal assistant or or somebody who's in the know of the schedule and knowing um, the layout of the house and um, with access and means. That's mm. just my belief. And people need to stop posting stuff in real time all the time, especially if you're going to be home away from home for a significant amount of time. Yeah, people have got healed with that. Like people have died because of that. Stop mm. doing that. Nobody's business. Yeah. Do you think when you're part of that luxury life, the celebrity, you have to post when you're on vacation and a yacht in Italy and all this stuff, or does it come to the territory, or do you have to be mindful of it because of um, people's addresses are public? I mean, you don't have to be a celebrity to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know a lot of people who just post everything that they do, mm-hmm. and what people don't do instead of being in your moment you worried about showing off for social media Mm -hmm. i'm gonna take my pictures and i'm gonna be in my moment but i'm not posting right then and there like that Mm -hmm. um and like it it, in and especially depending on where i'm at like if i'm on vacation oh y'all you might not even know it and even if i did it'd be after i got back like that's not, you know, sometimes you just, I might see a beautiful sunset or something. So yeah, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. But in the world that we live in, you have to be mindful whether you are a celebrity or not, that people <laughs> are watching and they're applauding and they're planning constantly. And like Chike said, nine times out of 10, um, it's an inside job because you knew where to go. Yeah. You knew exactly what to hit, when to hit it, and how to hit it. Now, how you got caught is another story. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, what happened to house sitters? What happened to house sitters? You know, people that had means and money used to get people to be in their homes when they went away, just to make sure. Security or something. Yeah. Do y'all watch? Do y'all watch the show Rap Shit? uh, Issa Rae's new show. I haven't watched it. No. Okay. Well, it's about two women. They're pursuing a career as um, Miami rappers, but they post everything. They're always live, always live, documenting their thing. And so one of the girls, she um, she had a bad day. And so she decided to go to the to Miami Beach for the weekend, you know, like going to the actual beach, South Beach. And they, her and her friend, they got these jet skis and everything. And she's busy on social and dropped her uh dropped her phone in the water <laughs> and was lost without it. You know what I mean? It's can, like, can enjoy. I just drop some real life here? So Lania and I, you know, we're normally together a lot in social aspects. Yeah. And we've been in the company of quite a few celebrities. And one of the things that I picked up is it's disrespectful for you to be allowed beyond the velvet rope, right? So to speak. Mm-hmm. And act like a groupie or act mm-hmm. like you're that person with the phone all the time yeah. because you're you in that environment. Mm-hmm. They just want to be real people too. Exactly. <laughs> so that all that fanfare in the, in the, in the phones and the live, that's corny. Yeah. It is so corny. It is. And if it you're, is. and if you're doing it, like, I, I think Beyonce is like the perfect example. She had people sign NDAs for her parties just went through something with the release of her album. Listen, yeah. y'all know how it is, and y'all still trying to 
you still trying to sneak stuff and people got kicked you got kicked out and you got kicked out why would you is it really worth you know what i mean being ostracized and never being in that space again just to get that shot because it was one time chica and i were out I, i think we went to go see faith in new york we out there, I don't know if it was New York or Philly, but I know we saw Faith more than once. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like, I'm happy to be in this space. And it wasn't until um, they were, Chike was taking pictures. They were all taking pictures. It was, I think it was after the show, Chike. I just don't remember which which one it was. And mm-hmm. Faith, Faith was like, come on and take a picture. She said to me. That's how I got my picture. I didn't add it. She right. said You understand what I'm saying? So that's how I got my picture. Even with him, you know what I mean? It's like, bring him behind over here and take this picture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that shows a level of some form of trust and comfortability. All right, cool. They not all of they not in my space. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but people just really take advantage of and you don't understand that once you're in once you're invited in that space, you have two options. Mm-hmm. Act accordingly or act a fool. Right. Choose, choose properly. Yeah. 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 Well, we take a quick commercial break. We'll come back. We're going to find out what plastic surgery is replacing the BBL and a few more hot topics right back after this. Ooh, yeah. Let me talk to you for a minute. Cleaning up today, I found a picture about around the time when we first met And I started to reminisce about where we've been, what we've been through, and where we at, yeah One year, four months, three weeks, two days, an hour, 30 seconds of each other Getting to know each other, loving each other, going through things with each other and you've been right there for me through everything, everything, baby And it ain't been easy, uh-uh Nothing in life comes easy, see now But if we work it out, I know, no doubt we'll be Where we trying to be, so let's make a deal If you stay true, I'll stay down for real Between us, and we'll be like Romeo, Juliet, Bonnie, and Clyde. You and me, a love story, baby. I appreciate you, yeah. And everything you do for me, my baby. I'll do anything in this whole world for you, but sometimes it's so hard to just be with you, baby. All my friends talking about this and that What he doing, where he at And why he ain't called you back But I don't care Cause I know where your heart is And we know what this is And it don't matter if they understand it Cause we ain't going nowhere Let's make a deal If you stay true, I'll stay down for real Don't let nobody or nothing 
Julie and Bonnie and Clyde, you and me, a love story. This is chapter one, call the story of us. From what we go through, we'll write our history. Time will tell, we don't know what will happen next, but I wanna see what Never looking back, just 
Robbie from Welcome to Sweetie Pies, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. 
Welcome back to the Stephen I Show. I want to remind you we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our official website, StephenIShow.com. Check us out. Lania, where can they follow you on your Instagram? Lania Love. And she can the name on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Wherever. And she can where can they follow you? Uh, it would be best to go just Google me and find out everything from Google. My IMDb, uh, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all that. Just go He's so IMDb. extra. So extra. Big money. Big money. All right. Well, Angela Kogan, she runs the Perfection Plastic Surgery and Medical Spa in Miami and has extensive clientele of celebrities, including Tiana Taylor, 50 Cent, Odell Beckham, and more that remain confidential. The surgical center, the surgery center offer, uh, excuse me, the surgery center owner made the startling revelations about recent trends in plastic surgery, an exclusive interview on Wednesday, and did not shy away when it comes to their uh, de details behind people getting their work done. At the moment, she says, we are seeing a major shift in men getting plastic surgery. Men have really stepped up in getting way more surgery than we think. Now, in 2019, report um, from the American Society of Plastic Surg Surgeons revealed that more than 1.3 million cosmetic procedures were performed on men than in 2018 alone, representing a 29% increase since 2000. More men are getting more work done down there in what reports uh, call the daddy do-over trend. The reports calls the trend the daddy do-over as many men are seeking to have work done after starting families in their 30s. Uh, she goes on to say that penis enlargement and abs sketching are trending among male patients. Um, so, you know, obviously BBLs became very um, uh, popular in recent years, but they're saying that now women are looking for a more uh, normal, you know, body type. So they're still getting the procedures, but not getting the, the huge, uh, you know, booties and all that kind of stuff. But they're still happening, but they're, they're happening at a lower amount. But they're saying that it's now 50-50 with men getting penis enlargement surgeries and ab sculpting, as well as women getting their work done. Linnea, are you surprised that men are now going over the, under the knife? I am not surprised. Um, <laughs> I just want to say this real quick. How is it confidential if she name dropping? I just don't right. It's not, it's not confidential if you're So, you know, I mean, I, I will say this. I think like some months back, I heard about dimpleplasty where people are getting dimples. If, if they don't have dimples, it's like, really? God didn't bless you with the dimples. So right. you're going to listen. There's only one type of surgery I would like. That's just lipo. Get this fat up off me. I don't need nothing else. Nothing else. But I, I just, it's interesting how these women, because, you know, the women have gone completely crazy with these BBLs and stuff like that to look the same. Y'all look the same. Yeah. And then you're killing yourself because y'all out here looking like that. The, the thing from the ant movie, nothing matches. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, but whatever floats your boat and these dudes out here, I seen the ad thing. I seen that. Mm -hmm. You know what? 
God bless y'all. God bless you and Godspeed. GK, were you surprised by this study that shows that it's now 50-50, the percentage of men to women getting uh, these surgeries done? I am not surprised. Everybody wants everything quick, fast, in a hurry. You know, mm. again, the word microwave, they want everything fast. And one of the things that I think about is what happens as you age? What happens as your body progresses naturally as it's supposed to, but now you have these fake parts or now you have parts removed that aren't there that are supposed to age with the rest of you. So your stomach is going to be 35, but the rest of you is going to be 72. Like, how does that, what does that look like? <laughs> and, and, and the other thing is, which I've heard, because I'm one of the things I obsess about is our plastic surgery story. And um, I've heard pretty reputable people that have had plastic surgery saying that if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't do it because either something doesn't work the way it used to work, or they have to continually go back and have it touched up Maybe it's, because yeah. it's touched. So getting these boobs every five years or 10 years, you got to go get them tuned up. Mm-hmm. Who got time for that? Um, people going in for rhinoplasty, which is the nose thing. Yeah. You stop your nose from running now. Where you could just go, before, you can't do that now because there's no catch. Why? Why even do that? Or you can partially see out of an eye because you now had your eyes tweaked and pulled and they pulled it so tight that you're now looking through slits in your face. Why? And the perfect remedy for getting those abs in that butt and the thighs, it's called the gym and a diet. Yeah. Let me stop. I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead. I don't think I could trust, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't elect to get penis enhancement surgery. I don't trust nobody cutting Steven, just that for example, right? You want a big D? You go out and get the big D, right? And it don't work. What's the right. point in having it if it doesn't work? Right. You ain't got no nerve. You ain't got no feeling. Right. Ain't no, your, 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 your D ain't connecting with your twins. And it's all discombobulated. And nothing's like the, the pistons ain't going off when right. they to at the same time. <laughs> Like, you might as well just do the pump that they show when I go, oh, never mind. But you might as well just do that. <laughs> you know <what? laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't trust it. I don't trust it's it. It's with a slab of towels to me talking about coulda, shoulda, woulda. Right. Like, come right. on. Wake up. Wake up, man. Wake up. We here together. We got this. Wake up. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, well, our last story. So there's no telling what users will find on TikTok platform. The platform continues to impact society with videos focused on cooking, beauty, hacks, and more. However, with the risk of women diagnosing themselves with ADHD, attention to a deficit hyperactivity disorder, after watching trending TikTok videos, doctors are speaking out. So apparently these women are going on these TikTok videos and they're self-diagnosing themselves uh, with these diseases. And um, docs are saying that, listen, you need to go see a professional, someone who works with mental health. Don't look, listen to someone on TikTok, um, you know, and get, get your diagnosed from there. 
I, I have gone on TikTok for different things, um, you know, because I think there are reputable people on there, but I wouldn't diagnose myself based off TikTok. Um, Chike, what do you think about these doctors speaking out? They're saying this, these, the statistics are there that women are really looking at these videos and saying, oh, I have this uh, mental illness. Um, for the longest time, people have tried to be their own doctors. Before TikTok, there was web to be. Um, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because most of my adult career, I've worked with doctors. Yeah. So I've always had access to education with uh, a guess or a hunch or a, 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 a hypochondriac moment, I was able mm -hmm. to clue in someone who had education to be grounded. Um, I do believe that sometimes people are just at, at certain points hopeless and just looking for answers. And if you spend most of your time on TikTok with TikTok with the nonsense anyway, why not just go there and get you know some information that you could get to help yourself? But is it really helping you? Who are you trusting? Where did that person get their medical degree from? Who are, you, who are you getting this information from? The same person that taught you how to pop it? Tap, tap, mama, tap, tap. You ain't got your information from that person? Come on. Like, yeah. go to... Uh, Linnea, what do you think? Um, women, they're saying the women, you know, majority of women are doing this, but what do you think about people in general going on TikTok or other social media platforms and diagnosing themselves? If you really want to know what's wrong with you, go to a doctor. Um, if you don't have insurance coverage, there are urgent care and clinics that you can go to. Some are free. Some are just a low uh, fee, you know, that they charge. Uh, go get checked out by a professional um, to be diagnosed properly because everybody named mama swear they some sort of guru. Yeah. Um, I can talk all day long, but I am no guru, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell people what to do. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you my experience, but I'm not gonna get up on here and profess to know everything. And this is what you should do. No, this is my experience, and there's too many of these fake wannabe guru wannabe gurus and mm -hmm. and and whatever on social media that people are putting their eggs all in that basket of yeah. this individual that you don't, that's on the computer. And really all they're doing is capitalizing off of fear, greed, and all that other stuff. That's all that they're doing. They're capitalizing off of your fear and your, and you know, and all of that and just taking advantage of that. And people are just zombies to it. It's like, uh, I'm going to listen to you because uh, I'm good. Right. I have a doctor. Can I just say this from the medical community too? Um, as as uh, an adjacent point to that one. Even when you go to a, a, a reputable physician, right? He's not God or she's not God. You don't take their word as from mm -hmm. one mouth high. You take yeah. the diagnosis and you go get a second and sometimes third opinion to level that out. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's some people out there that just do whatever their doctors say because they're a doctor and they said it. And they're, they're on like 10,000 pills because the other part about it too is it's a business and they trying to sell you something. Mm -hmm. The rep was in the day who just sold them these pills. They got a deal. They got to get rid of these pills so they can make yeah. a quota. Think about stuff like that. You know, sometimes when someone's pushing stuff your way, it may not necessarily be for you. Yeah. Just beware. And, I agree. And you got to remember, people were out here drinking Clorox because they thought it would get rid of COVID. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so, but whatever. Before we before we leave, I do want to get a shout out to uh, Stephen. So let me know when you're ready. Please do. Real quick, I want to talk about, I just finished watching this series on um, Hulu called Dope Sick with Michael Keaton. And it talks about how the oxycodone, uh, what's it called? Oxycodone. Oxycodone. Oxycodone, I'm sorry. How the companies had lied about um, the addictiveness of the drug. Mm -hmm. How all these doctors were pushing these drugs yep. on their patients. And patients, it literally, Michael Keaton, his character, became an addict himself because he got in a car accident and mm -hmm. prescribed it for him. So I agree. It is important to have your health care provider and, and do and get your second and third, you know, um, opinions. You know, due diligence. That's due what diligence. it is. People don't want to do their due diligence. Yeah. And you just want to. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Mm. I know both of you have shout outs. So I'll let you go first, Lania. Um, I had the opportunity to be a production assistant on a project this past weekend called No Place is Home. Shout out to Dina Laura and Gabby Faye. I love both of them. Thank you for having me. And also, I need to shout out my boyfriend. He is going to be a pop-pop, a G-pop. He's my sexy pop. Um, his grandbaby is coming next month. Oh, wow. so congratulations to his daughter, Anaya. Congratulations. Congratulations. Chica, I know you had a shout out. Yeah, I want to give uh, my condolences and, you know, heartfelt, um, you know, prayers to our brother Vaughn, Vaughn Scales, uh, lost his mother mm. uh, last month. a while to uh, make the post because I'm sure uh, he was torn up about that. His mother okay. was his heart. Yeah. If you don't know who is, Vaughn is the husband of Trina Braxton, who happens to be uh, a cool brother of mine and Stevens. You know, Vaughn is very... He's a very good friend to the show and he's a good friend, period, in life. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the Scales family for the loss of their matriarch. Absolutely. Our thoughts and prayers are definitely with um with his family. That's that's a hard loss. We all know. Well, mm -hmm. listen, well, thank you for Hot Topics. Glad to be back. And uh, when we come back, we have our interview with Antonio Ramsey. He has a new album out. Check it out. We'll be right back after this.
logical, I'm about to scale, y'all A testament, I gotta tell Faith, I'm about to flex on him Study for the test on him Positive, my God can do it He's a king, he's a god, he's a big ass He's a truth, he's a lie, he's a real ass When he tells me he loves me, I feel it Ain't nobody on this earth that can steal it So I feel it
Hey, what's up, y'all? We're Rough Ends. And you're rocking with the Stephen Knight Show. Right here. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Our next guest is a singer-songwriter who recently released his debut album, Flamingo Drive. Please help me welcome back to the show, Antonio Ramsey. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm so excited to be back, man. I'm excited for this album beyond. Just thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. And I will just tell you, the debut album is finally here. We're going to talk about that. But first, explain to me Funk Trap. What's that? Funk Trap. So the good thing is I'm so glad I'm getting asked this question this go round with this project because Funk Trap started out as a sound of music because everybody know I love old school music. The Isley Brothers, Rick James. All that kind of music, but I'm also from Florida. I'm a Florida boy, so I like right, right, flies. Right. You know, I got my Trina, so I gotta. I wanted to find a way to merge those two sounds together. But yeah. as I went along and created music, it became much more than that. Now it's kind of a lifestyle. I want everybody to know what funk trap is. Funk trap is living for yourself, not caring what nobody else got to think about yeah. you. Know, in this world of social media, it's we we're out to look at other people's lives and envy them. We ain't gotta do all that. Your yeah. life is good right now. As long as you're smiling, living life, you're having a good time. So that's what Funk Trap has become. It's a lifestyle. So I want people to embrace that. Most definitely. Let me ask you this now. Um, I know you're not from Miami, but Issa Rae has a new show out called Rap Shit. Woo! Have you seen that? And does that take you home when you watch it? Shout out to Issa. So I'm originally from Boynton Beach, Florida, but I moved to Miami when I was young. So okay. I, 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 okay. I claim both. I claim both Boynton okay. and Miami, but... It's so good to see home on TV. It's so good to see yeah. that vibe, to hear that that talk on TV. Uh, I forget the main character's name, uh, but shout out to Issa Rae for that yeah. show, man. It's that dope. show. It's I dope. like how they shot it too. It's shot differently, so it's keep you on your toes. So I love yeah. the, way, the, the route they're going. Yeah, she got the call. You get you on there. Get you on there. You know what I'm saying? Let's get Antonio Ramsey on rap. You, you know, know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you shared the stage with the likes of Fantasia, like Jennings. Uh, Anthony Hamilton, Bobby Brown, just to name a few. How did you get started in working with those, those that caliber of artists? So the fortunate thing is that I have a great manager named Ziggy. Um, and Ziggy is a hard worker, man. Anything yeah. you say, anything as an artist, I can say, Ziggy, I'm trying to do this. He'll do what you got to do to try to make it happen. So uh, I remember when I first moved to Atlanta and I started working with Ziggy, I was like, oh, what? I love Fantasia. It's one of my favorite artists. He was like, yo, Funny thing is, it's a small world. He kind of uh, yeah. knew her manager, so we tried to talk. We let him hear the music, and I got the opportunity to open up for her. So after that first open, I opened up a couple more times, and man, from there, just kind of snowball, open up for a couple yeah. more artists, and I love it, man. I love the stage. That's why I shine the most. What were some of your uh, favorite experiences early on, you know, working with those type artists? Like, do you have any that just stand out? Yeah, man, I performed at, um, in Mississippi, uh, Ole Miss. My sister was going to Ole Miss at the time, okay. and I got to open for Fantasia, and that was the first time my sister got to see me live. My friends got to see me live. It was just a, such a great feeling to be in the presence of family at the same time of opening for one of my favorite artists in the world, mm-hmm. man. So that's one of my greatest memories, man, being able to have that experience. And when did you know that you could sing? I mean, when did you know that you had this talent? Well, you know, you, you always know you got yeah. a little hum. You know, you always think you got hum a little bit, you know. No, but I was always, I was a dancer first, so yeah. dancing was my life, man. Not like that was my eat, sleep, breathe was dancing, yeah. but I always used to hum a little bit, you know, I always used to think about singing, but it was uh, the manager of another artist I was working with who actually pushed me to say, hey, you should try, your voice sounds good. Mm-hmm. I recorded Anthony Hamilton, Charlene, 
Yeah. From there, man, I just kind of started working with different rappers, doing hooks, because you know you got to get your foot in the door first. Yeah. And then from there, man, it just snowballed. I started doing my own music, and people were like, hey, you sound cool. I love your voice, your texture, your voice. The type of music you're doing is different. So right. I just started getting opportunities, man, and here we are. Flamingo Drive is out now. Flamingo Drive. <laughs> well, not only do you do music, but you also did a short film called Audacity, where you played the lead. When did this happen? I knew nothing about this. Tell us about it. What was man, the experience? Listen, I, the biggest, and I can, I can say this for anything, the biggest thing I can say that I'm glad I did was move to L.A. Move to L.A. opened up so yeah. many doors for me, man. Like, as soon as I got here, I did a show, and Sybil Kerr, she's an amazing producer, director, writer. Uh, she saw me, she was like, you got a lot of charisma. She was like, um, yeah. you ever done anything in the acting world? I was like, well, not really. You know, I've done some stage plays, stuff like that in school, but nothing serious. So she introduced me to Abdul Malik. And from there, man, he had a part. He was like, you'll be perfect for it. So I looked at the script. I was like, yeah, I'm perfect for this role. This sounds like something that'll happen. So the audacity on Amazon Prime now, man, I got the role and it was exciting. Since then, I've done commercials, sketches, Stella Rosa, yeah. done a lot of things, man. So I'm excited, man. You see yourself doing some more uh, acting? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Acting is acting is like another extension of uh, of being on stage for me. It just feels right. like I'm, you know, just extension of my artistry. So I feel like I could definitely see myself becoming a series regular on something, you know, being in some big films. So I'm I'm doing yeah. I'm doing it all, man. We speaking it for it, Funk Trap. Let's do it, Funk Trap, all 2022. Let's go. <laughs> well, let's get into the new music, lead single, independent. Ooh, ooh. Tell us about it. What was the inspiration behind that single? Independent. I love the fact that this song is moving the way that it's moving. We're on Seattle radio because, again, we were, I feel like we were overdue for an independent song, not just for the ladies, but for the fellas, too. For right. everybody to just feel like, hey, I'm independent. I don't need nobody to do nothing for me. I can stand in a room and feel confident in all yeah. things. Yeah. So when I was writing this song, I was like, we got to bring that back. So that's why I had to put the Bootsy reference, I-N-D-E, you know, because <laughs> I'm a Florida boy. You got to stick right, with Florida. So um, I sat down with Zaire, who's the feature on the record. She's an amazing artist, man. She actually wrote, uh, Disrespectfully, another oh. track on the album. Yeah. And I, I felt like her voice would be perfect, matched it with mine on the record. So it just, it came out perfect, man. And that record, it definitely did what I wanted it to, to do. And I, and I read for the video, you wanted that Puff Daddy, Mace, Been Around the World remix uh, uh, video. Why was that so yeah. important to you? Because that video was so minimal, but so fun. Yeah, it, 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 like you could really get into the song because you weren't looking at everything that was going on in the video. You were just focused on them just having a good time in one room, just chilling. And you really could get the song. You could really just understand what was going on and just see their artistry and see them move as artists. And that's kind of the vibe I wanted. Not too much going on, just enough yeah. to where you get the song, we kind of dance a little bit, and it's just oh. a fun vibe. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about the debut album. Like I had to do the show ooh. years ago. <laughs> you had a single time, but now uh, Flamingo Drive. Now, you grew up on the street, Flamingo Drive. Is that correct? Yes, sir, in Boynton Beach. And so I knew that had to be part of the inspiration for this. Tell us, how. what was the concept for the album, and what do you want the listener to walk away from after they listen to it? So I, I felt like I've done so much music. You know, I've done singles here, little EPs yeah. here. And when it comes to an album, I wanted it to be substance behind it. And I feel like Flamingo Drive made me the man I am today, the businessman yeah. I am today, the actor I am today. Like that street, I grew up on that street. I got everything I've learned came from that street, from my parents, from friends I grew up with. So all those experiences, those thoughts I had on that street, emotions, I wanted to put that into a body of work that felt yeah. like Antonio. Because I feel like everybody, when you meet me, you get Antonio, but you really can't 
San Antonio until you meet me. And I wanted people to hear me before they saw me and right. feel me before they saw me. So I felt like I had to put that into this project some way. So that's why everything on this project is some type of emotion I felt while living on that street. And I feel like this is one of my strongest pieces yet, man. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because it's home, it feels like home to yeah. me. And it's talking about things that happened while I was home. So right. that's why it was so important to title this project Flamingo Drive. Shout out to my mama. Yeah, got to, got to. Mama's boy. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you know when you were recording this project, how'd you know, okay, it's done. We can, we can seal it and put it out there. How'd you know that? This project has been in the works for a long time, yeah. but then I started acting really heavily. So I started, you know, trying to find time to right. fit in everything. And I think I got to a point where I was like, it can't be perfect. Because in my mind, you know, as artists, as people, right. even just regular everyday people, we want things to be perfect, be yeah. right all the time. And if we wait for the, everything to be perfect, we'll never, never do nothing. We'll always, never, man. So mm -hmm. I got to a point where I was like, I feel comfortable with the songs that I have now. It feels good. It feels solid to me. It feels complete. I was at a, I was at ease. And I know when I'm at ease, I'm at peace. I'm in the right place. Yeah. Excuse me. I'd be like frantic. I'd be like, ah, come on. We got to get like four more songs. I, gotta get. I wasn't in that place. I was very peaceful. I was like, okay, I think this, we had a good solid place. I think this is the song. And from there, I was like, let's lock it in. I got my manager. I was like, let's lock a date in. Because if I don't now, the Libra in me going to kick in. I'm going to get real, you know. Oh, you're a Libra? Oh, yeah. I'm right a Libra, dog. So, I know that then. I'll get finicky. And I'll be like, oh, well, I don't know. So I was yeah. like, let's just lock it in. And we locked it in, man. It's out now. <laughs> How do you feel? I mean, here, all the music you've created over the years, your debut album, get to name it after the street you grew up on. Yeah. And now, what, as an artist, how do you feel it? I, I'm usually I will be a nervous wreck right now. I'd be like, oh, I hope it's running up. I hope the nervous oh numbers. Oh, one of one of I'm like I said, I'm very at peace right now. I feel like I, this album is gonna do what it's supposed to do. It's gonna open right. up the doors, it's supposed to open up for me. Um, so I'm really at peace, man. I'm ready to get out into the world and perform these records because you know I'm a stage artist. I love entertaining. So yeah, I'm ready to get a touch the stage with this project, man, and just perform it for people. Absolutely, absolutely. What are some of your favorite tracks on? I know it's like picking children, but which are some of your Ooh, favorite? <laughs> man, I go, I, I was saying earlier, every day my favorite changes. Um, yeah, yeah. But right now, it'll be Hands Over Fire and Disrespectfully. Okay. And but then why? Nice and Malibu too. But then, oh, man, it's like every day. But I'm going to say right now, Hands Over Fire and Disrespectfully. Yeah, yeah. Well, the album is out now for Mingle Drive. Where can you? Everyone follow you and keep up with everything you have going on because I know the best is yet to come. So where can we keep up? Ooh, so make sure you go to my website, AntonioRamsey.com. I'm an Instagram junkie. I'm always on Instagram at I am Antonio Ramsey. Um, and just, you know, follow me, man. I'll follow you back and more things to come. You ready for some more visuals? All that good stuff. Absolutely. Well, our thanks again goes out to Antonio Ramsey for joining us tonight. The new album, Flamingo Drive, is available wherever Ooh. you buy your music. For, for more information, go to stephenisshow.com. Antonio, much success to you, and God bless. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it, man. All right, right back after this. All right. All night long, she, 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 Tell me what you came for. Now. We grinding, we wildin' cause we don't care We wildin', we rubbin' like no one's there If I push up on it, will you go there?
trust me, you'll go there All night long, she follow me Tell her, come get this, she follow me All night long, she follow me When she want that, she call on me I'ma give that girl this 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 Got your points up, got your back on it Tell me, can you handle it? Tell me right now, before we walk out this club, girl. Hey, hey, hey. baby, where your hands? Thought you had a man all oh, damn baby. We grinding, we wildin', cause we don't care. Hey. We wildin', we rubbin' like no one's here. Wait if I push up on it, will you go there? Hey, baby, trust me, you'll go there. All night long, she follow me. Tell her, come get this, she follow me. Every 
Steve and I show Chike is holding the fort down uh, with movie views. What do you have for us, Chike? So I saw a lot of things over the time that we were off, and yeah. I, I'm running the gamut. Um, uh, there's a couple shows that I watch. Um, Better Call Saul is one of my favorite shows. That show actually ended. It was a series finale um, that just aired pretty much. And if you don't know what Better Call Saul is, Better Call Saul is the spinoff to Breaking Bad. And it's a spinoff, but it's also a prequel and also a post-show at the same time. So it mm -hmm. gives you to what was going on before Breaking Bad and what happened after Breaking Bad ended. And throughout the series, especially this season, because it's the final season, there were some... Um, treasure in the in the series so some of the old characters come back it was really really good i thought it was beautifully written beautifully done and in this age of us being so pulled into these shows because of streaming we've been upset at the final of a lot of shows this one delivered it was worth it they they, they got it right so uh shout out to the creators of uh, better call Saul. um Disney's just started uh, She-Hulk. I saw the first episode. It was pretty good. It was a little cheeky for my taste, but you know, it is Disney family programming, so they got to appeal to everyone. But you know, like I said, I don't like my my uh, heroes with too much play. That's serious business. For yeah. me. Um, there's a another series on Netflix. I started watching because I'm a. a Tisha uh, Campbell fan, and she's in this show called Uncoupled. Yes, and, uh, that was actually with, pretty good. It was good. What's yeah. uh, Yugi House's real name? I forget his um, name. What's his name? I can tell I you. His, but if Neil Patrick, Yugi, Neil Patrick, something. Right? Yeah. 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 
Um, it's about a a, a a gay couple, a middle-aged gay couple that right. break up. And his, and Tisha Campbell is his bestie, ride or die, slash business partner, mm-hmm. slash slash partner in crime. And she is so good and so hilarious in this show. I, I think I tweeted her and told her she needs like an Emmy nod for this because she is so good. Yeah. I, you, what a talent she is until you actually see her being her full self in something. And I haven't seen her in a show like this in a while. So it was good to see her. I'm glad she landed there. Um, so check that show out. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Um, so this weekend, I watched a movie called Prey on Hulu. And the movie Prey I was about... I about to watch it. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, about a female Comanche warrior. She's trying to prove herself to her tribe. And she's like a hunter. She's a tracker. And she starts to notice things out in the wilderness that just don't add up. And um, what converges is uh, the people from abroad that are Anglo-Saxon coming to infiltrate the American land, also with the predator alien coming to Earth trying to hunt for the first time. Mm. So this is like a prequel to the Predator movie. And also giving you a little bit of history as to how the Anglo-Saxons came into America and started to pilfer the land. It's mm. pretty interesting. Yeah. And she's doing what she can do to prove herself to her tribe and to also be true to nature and true to the land as you know, Indian people are raised to to be it was pretty interesting it was a good movie a lot of action you know if you're into the whole sci-fi thing and it was a good story I, I love a good story and i love a good continuation of an already existing story just from another angle um one of the things that i'm starting to see with these streaming services is that filmmakers are finding a way to get the movies that that are probably on their wish list or probably dear to their heart, greenlit, but not for the silver screen, but on a streaming mm-hmm. platform. Mm-hmm. So, because I know I've seen some of your favorite stories may have a secondary part to it or maybe a prequel to it, and it's going to be on streaming. But you have to be paying attention in order to really understand the see it. So just pay attention. These streaming services are... Um, it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to the world of uh, motion picture. Yeah. In, in my, something like that needs to happen in the world of music. I know we talked about that earlier, but mm-hmm. yeah. Have yeah. you seen anything? I have. So um, I downloaded BT Plus to see a show. I can't remember. Oh, it was to watch um, College Hill, Celebrity Edition, mm-hmm. Nene, Ray J. Um, Lamar Odom, Lisa, what's the name from Clueless? Lisa from Clueless? No, not Lisa, what's her name? The one, the Republican. Oh, uh, Sarah Dash, I mean, Dash girl. Yeah, Stacey Dash, um, um, and some other, it was actually pretty good. Y'all, Big Frida, it was actually pretty good. But anyway, I downloaded that, and in doing that, there were other shows that I, that I watched 
Um, Elad Adams has a show on there called Kingdom Business. That is mm-hmm. really good. Really good. She's actually mm-hmm. a good actress. Um, then Eva um, uh, Pickfrey, what are the top model? She has a show yeah. on there called All the Queen's Men. I heard that was good. All the Queen's Men. Listen, someone told yeah. me, someone uh, texted me and said, can't nobody act, but everybody look good. <laughs> <laughs> but it is good. It's a good show. Um, Big Brother's on now, and it, this is a really good season. So, you know, last year we had the cookout, which was the six black castmates who worked undercover together to get all to the top six to have a, uh, a um, the first black person on the show win. And so this year, it's um, what well, it started off. There was this, there's this black girl in there. Her name's Taylor. She is um, she was a beauty queen in her own right. Um, and for some reason, everyone was against her, like for no reason, like they were making up scenarios that wasn't, even, she wasn't even doing anything. And it was like the whole house was just bashing her. And, um, there was, there's this black guy on there, Monty, he was doing the same thing. And I, that's when I lost respect for him. And then, um, you know, she was, they would show clips of her cause you know, big brother, yes, it airs three days a week, but you can stream it you know, 24-7 to see what they're doing in the home. And there were clips of seeing her crying by herself, you know, just feeling alone. And then one day, this one guy, I think his name is Tyler. He said, we can't do this anymore. He said, I'm not doing this anymore. We've all been ganging up on this girl. But And, and like a few people all just embraced her. And you mm. could just, she was like, is this real? And and so they formed an alliance called the Leftovers. They were the ones that they felt like weren't in the top of people's alliances and things like that. And they all decided mm-hmm. to work together. Um, and they said, Taylor, we want you part of this group. And so her whole game changed. You know what I mean? She's not depressed anymore. She actually crushed on this one guy on the show now. And anyway, but it's really good. Um, but the funny thing is there are, you know, the big brothers done a good job of being more diverse in more recent years with the cast. And so one of the guys thinks in his mind it's left it's um the cookout part two, but it really isn't. <laughs> but he's talking to his friend, you know, they got them last year. I wonder if they're doing to us this year, but they're really not doing it. But but anyway, it's really good. So I've been watching Big Brother. Now, Jamie Foxx has a show, has a movie on um Netflix called Day Shift and uh, the, vampire. the vampire. Yeah, he's a vampire killer. And Megan Good is his either ex-wife or a strange wife or whatever she is. But she's um, you know, they get back together in the end. But it's a really good, you know, I, I didn't expect it. You know, I, I saw it was like top 10 for the week or whatever. So I watched it. It was really good. So I'm watching that. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. There's this other show on HBO that a friend had me start watching. It's about, um, I think it's called Sweet 21 or 21 Sweet, but it's about um, it's about 20-year-olds. It's called The Sweet Life, Los Angeles. It's about- you uh, know, they're, That's an Issa Rae show too. That's an Issa Rae show too. And so season two is out. I watched season one before season two came out, season two's out. And it's just good to see young um, people of color successful. You know what I mean? 
they still got their drama. They still got the arguing. You know, thinking, yeah, I'm not 20 anymore because I would not be arguing about this. But it's interesting to see them, you know, first thrive and then go through life, you know. Um, so that's a good little show. You know, I can't relate with a lot of it because I'm, again, I wouldn't be arguing over stuff like that. But but it's a good show. It's a good show. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of good TV out there. A lot of shows are on hiatus because of the break, you know. Yeah. Are, were you a P-Valley person? P-Valley. Yes. Oh, yeah. It just ended, right? Just so ended last Sunday. I didn't, I'm going to start it tonight because I was waiting until it ended in order for me to start it because I was watching so many other things. This season is so that, intense. That's what I heard. That's it's what I so heard. intense. Yeah, I mean, okay. like, there's some things on, the, like, you know, I mean, you know, the strippers and all that stuff, that's there. But there's there's characters, there's people behind these characters. And you're really mm. seeing that in this season. And... Okay. Um, you know, they go through the whole COVID thing and it starts off during COVID, you know, so they're masked and how do we, how does the strip club survive in a lockdown and that kind of thing. But there's some heavy things they tackle in this season and it just makes you like, wow. Okay. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, but it's definitely a good series. Just ended a little Duvall. He, um, he made a video saying that he, he said, listen, I wish you all the best. So I can't watch the show. He says it's too much. It's too much. It is a lot. It is a lot. But it's a good show. It's a good show. And so, yeah, there's some good TV out there. Some good shows. Um, all of you Game of Thrones fans, in case you didn't know, House of Dragons started last night. So we're we're in a whole Game of Thrones uh, cycle again. Um, I watched part of it. I started to get sleepy, so I had to pause it. But uh, <laughs> I'll be jumping into that too. It's just. Certain shows I can only watch um, when I'm in a certain mood. Like a yeah. show like that, that has so much content in it. I have mm-hmm. to be a certain energy level. Yeah. 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 Anything coming down the pipeline? Um, not that I can think of right away. No. Um, okay. I'm definitely going to knock down P Valley. And, uh, there are a couple of other shows. It is the um, what's that show that we like? Um, the morning show is that coming back? It is coming back. It is coming back, but they I think they're they're still shooting or whatever. But they, they were they um confirmed season three. Okay, that's yeah. a good show. Yeah, that's a really good show. All right, Chica, well, as always, thank you for letting us know what to spend our time and our money on. I almost rented the Elvis movie, the biopic yesterday. I got talked about. I want to see it. I got talked out of it. It was $20. I was like, I can pay $20. I got talked out of it, but I'm going to watch it, though. I'm going to watch it. So I'm curious to see what you have to say about that. Because I heard they really touch in on um, some of the race-related things, you know, around him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, so. All right, well, listen, when we come back, uh, our Black-owned business spotlight, right back after this. Changed. Seems as though you looked inside of me. 
turn my dreams into reality But as the story goes, lessons are meant to be told It was never you that I needed, but the strength I didn't see within me them aside, but I didn't want to sleep alone at night. What a cheap price tag, no really, what a cheap price tag. One night stay, it's getaway, energy strain, the price I pay. Diamonds say play. world this is the love king of r&b raheem devon and you know what it is telling you to check out the Stephen knight show keep it locked right here and also listen to my new single mr midnight and enjoy the new album what a time to be in love available on all digital platforms now welcome back to the Stephen knight show now it's time to highlight our black owned business Tonight, we're highlighting Black Girl Sunscreen. Now, Shantae Lundy founded Black Girl Sunscreen, a moisturizing sunscreen for women of color in 2016, after growing frustrated with the unflattering white cast uh, caused by most sunscreens. The uh, Alliance sunscreen, one for adults, one for kids, have nourishing ingredients like jojoba, 
and avocado in range from PF, um, SPF 30 to SPF 50. So I can confirm that it never leaves a white cast when I use it, says Alisa Johnson, who recommends the juice. And it blends seamlessly with makeup. Again, let's check this out. Black Girl Sunscreen. There'll be a link in the bio of this video. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Shout out to Antonio Ramsey for joining us. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you again next Monday. Good night. Tonight is all eyes on me. Everything's gonna be all.